0: You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com network, which brings you some of the best NFL and college football coverage that you will find anywhere. And it's Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. and I hope you enjoyed that Pro Bowl riveting action. Actually, I have no idea if it was riveting. I did not watch it. I had no interest. I'm hoping, as I do this podcast, that neither of the Packers guys got hurt. Because I ended up watching it and I know nothing, and I'm frankly, I'm proud to say that. So for today's show, we're going to go over the Packers rookie class. i have got some pretty good numbers here on it. But first of all, let's, let's, uh, let's kind of review who they took, eh? In the first round, it was defensive tackle Kenny Clark from UCLA. Second round, offensive tackle Jason Spriggs from Indiana. Third round outside linebacker Kyler Fackrell from Utah State, fourth round inside linebacker Blake Martinez from Stanford, and defensive tackle Dean Lowry from Northwestern. Fifth round receiver Trevor Davis from Cal, and last but not least, offensive tackle offensive tackle excuse me, Kyle Murphy from Stanford. Obviously, not a lot of bang for the buck here. Add it all together, the Packers got 17 starts from the rookies, from all the rookies, and it includes uh a couple undrafted rookies. And I will add some league-wide and Packers context to that after we go through the players here. Um, It was nine starts for Martinez, two for Jason Spriggs, um, two for Kenny Clark, two for undrafted rookie receiver Geronimo Allison, and one each from undrafted rookie safety Kentrell Bryce, and one, and I forgot all about this one until I looked it up, one from undrafted rookie running back Don Jackson. So that was nine for Martinez, two each Allison Clark, Spriggs, then one each for Bryce and Jackson. I think pretty clearly the Packers' best rookie would be Kenny Clark, which as your first round pick, that's certainly that's certainly what you hope for that you get the most bang for the buck there. So while he didn't, he only started a couple games. But he wound up with 33 tackles. And that ranked third among the team's defensive linemen. The coaches credited him for three quarterback hits. Uh, no sacks. So, but you know, we'll, we'll get into Blake Martinez's season in a bit. I thought Clark, as the season went on, played better and better, which is certainly a good sign there, right? Pro, I know pro football focuses, if you buy into their player grades, which I don't really get into them too much, but we'll take them for what they're worth here. You know, heading into that championship game, I believe they had Clark as one of like one of the top ten defensive tackles in the league, um, rookie or otherwise. Is um, one of their top ten graded defensive tackles over like the last six eight games or something something along those lines. So Clark played better as the year went on. He he played he played more as the year went on too. And I remember at the start of that rookie at the start of that winning streak against like in the Philly game, for instance, that he you know, he barely played at all. So there were a couple games there where Clark kind of got himself fallen fallen down the depth chart, pulled himself out of that. I remember talking to him late in the year about that and said that added a little extra fuel to the fire after not getting benched, per se, but, I mean, I think he played, like, nine snaps in that Philly game. So, I thought he played better and better. I think the future certainly is bright there. And they needed him, too, right? I mean, they had... I mean, Daniels is a terrific player. And LaTroy Guyana is a decent starter, right? I mean, he's... He's not good. He's, I mean, he's not great. He's not bad. He's just hes a pretty good player. Getting up there in years, you, you wonder how much he's got left in the can. And after B.J. Raji decided to hang it up during the offseason, they needed Clark to come in and play a lot, and, and he certainly did that. So a, a good season there, and I think, I think the, uh, the sign's certainly trending forward. All right, the second round pick, Jason Spriggs. He started two games, as I mentioned. You know, we're going to get into these um, start totals here, like I said, later. And I think it's skewed here for in Green Bay's sake because they drafted Spriggs in the second round, and in a perfect world, he didn't need to play and he did not play. He started two games for when TJ Lang was down at guard. He started twice, Quitted himself pretty well in those games. But you know, then you go when they when he played a bunch in the Atlanta playoff. Well, first of all, in the- you go to the Atlanta playoff game because when uh, Lane Taylor got hurt. Yeah, Lane Taylor went down before Lang, right? Well, whoever, God, it seems like a, seems like a million years ago, doesn't it? Since that championship game. So, the, But anyway, the, the first guy off the bench was Don Barclay. So, Spriggs had played pretty well in the starts. They played a little bit here and there sense and had, must have regressed enough where Barclay was the next man up. But look, they, they then draft Spriggs to play guard either, so I take that for what it's worth. Interesting thing with Spriggs, you just looking toward the future, the guy's a tackle. You know, he's six five or whatever it he is, he's he's long, he's not a big stout guy. I don't think he can play guard. I think he's too tall and probably underpowered for guard. Just like I don't think JC Cheddar can play guard either. I think he's underpowered for guard. So I think Spriggs did okay, but what do you do there? Because I, I think we all thought the Packers drafted Spriggs as insurance in case they couldn't resign Bakhtiari. Well, they end up cutting Josh sitting at the end of training camp and they freed up a whole bunch of money and they gave it to Bakhtiari. So you got your left tackle locked up. Balaga's good for a couple more years and he's, and he played at a great level. So are you looking at Spriggs being your number three tackle for next year and the year after perhaps? Do you perhaps move Balaga into guard should TJ Lang depart or should you just frankly decide that you're not going to um, offer TJ Lang any money in free agency. So, I mean, that's the dilemma there. I mean, do you, do you need to get, do you, as GM Ted Thompson, do you feel like you need to get Springs in the field because he's a second-round pick? That's the question. I think he's only a tackle. I mean, I, I think Blaga would be fine at guard, but do you want to upset the apple cart there? I mean, he's been darn good at tackle. So I, I'm sure Blaga would do pretty darn well replacing... TJ Gardner, if need be. I don't know how good Spriggs would be at right tackle right away. It might be kind of a work in progress. And do you need works in progress as you're starting off as a lineman when you've got Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback? So that's uh, an interesting thing. But Spriggs, Jason Spriggs is definitely not a guard, I don't think. And I think they'd be making a mistake to try to force him into that spot. All right, the number three pick, outside linebacker Kyler Fackrell. He played a lot. He didn't do anything. Again, when they drafted Fackerl, I, I thought, well, this is a pick for 2018 because you've got you've got Nick Perry going to be a free agent. You've got Dayton Jones going to be a free agent. You've got Julius Pepper's going to be a free agent. I thought that was a forward-thinking pick. He ended up playing a pretty fair amount of snaps. But only 18 tackles. This is the excuse me. This is the coach's stats here. Only nine tackles. Nine. Two sacks. He just did, he did less and less and less as the season went on, which I, which I thought was the, the the discouraging part of all that. Along the two six, by the second, this is the coach's count. There's no skewing things here. They gave Fackerel one, count them, one quarterback hit. And when the going got tough, as far as the season, you know, Fackrell kind of fell by the way, said he, he got hurt. It won't be. I think in, in that Philly game he got hurt and missed a little bit of time. But you go to the playoff games, he didn't play. Zero snaps on defense in two games by your third-round pick, who played. You know he played 15, fifteen, twenty snaps a game for for a lot of the season. You know, and a lot of that was with an eye with an eyeball. To a, well, first of all, you know Matthews missed a bunch of games early. And then you wanted to keep Peppers fresh, so some of that was involved there with Fackerel but. Zero snaps in two playoff games, boy howdy, that's uh, it's not very good. So I mean, again, they looked like that looked like a future thinking pick. and The, the guy getting, needs to get stronger. He's a pretty good player, at Utah State though. I, mean, I, I, I got a, had a whole bunch of really good numbers, and he was an impact player. I and mean, the sack total wasn't great, but he was among among the edge rushing prospects. He was among the. The leaders in the entire draft and quarterback pressures. And he had a whole bunch of tackles for losses, too. So I, he was an impact player. Again, it's Utah State, and you got to take that into account. But he was a really good player. I think the jury's out. I, I'm certainly not going to write the guy off. Fourth-round pick, Blake Martinez. And he he, again, he led the rookie class with 9 out of the 17 starts. But again, he fell by the wayside, too, right? So he ends up finishing fifth on the team in tackles with 62. He started a bunch of games early in the year, but as the season went on, this became Joe Thomas's linebacker corpse. I mean, Joe Thomas went from the number three linebacker to the number one linebacker, and most of that was at Martinez's expense. So while he finished third on the team in tackles, or fifth on the team in tackles, Ryan had 84 and Thomas had 77. So he finished third in the position group. Tackles. He had one sack, one interception, five passes defense. Um, Joe Thomas, by contrast, had eight. And quarterback hits, he had two. Obviously, you're not expecting a whole lot of pressures from your from your inside linebackers. But again, I th- I, I was really high on him coming out of training camp. I thought this guy is going to be a really good player. I thought he's going to be the three down player coming out of camp. Then Green Bay kind of surprised all of us by having Joe Thomas as their nickel linebacker. and we, Heck, they didn't show that hardly at all during training camp. I'm talking about Joe Thomas as the dime linebacker, but that's that's how they went to start the season, and eventually Thomas to playing to Martinez. Martinez played one snap in the Dallas game. Zero against the Giants, but one against Dallas. And he probably wouldn't have played against Atlanta, but then uh, Jake Ryan got hurt and he ended up playing about a dozen snaps in, in mop-up duty there, so... A, it's going to be a big offseason for Martinez. I, I, thought, I thought as the season progressed, and this is what really got him in trouble. The instincts were off. Um, he got fooled by misdirection a bunch. You know, the missed tackle. Actually, he did play the Giants game. Excuse me, I misspoke there. So I go back to the Giants game. He threw a pass over the middle to uh, tight end Will Ty. Ty beat Martinez, which is fine. People are going to get beat. But then Ty breaks Martinez's tackle in terms of a gain of about 15 to a gain of, about like 34. So he, ta- he tackled, um, his tackling went downhill as the season went on. Everything went downhill. Also he had a knee injury too that he kind of played through. I remember him you know, late in the year practicing with a knee brace set, which is not, not ideal for an inside linebacker. So again, I'm not going to write off Blake Martinez, but kind of the same as Fackrell. You, know, you give all these young guys all this playing time early, you expect them to be training the right way. And it didn't happen with Martinez. The other fourth-round pick, Dean Lowry, the D-tackle. I thought he did play better as the year One on. He ends up with uh, 14 tackles, a couple sacks, broke up one pass. According to the coach's count, he had no quarterback hits. But, you know, again, I, I thought he played better as the year One on. You know, he was not asked to do a whole lot. But I, I think you really like his upside. I mean, I don't think he's going to become a starter. But, you know, you're you, you rotating those guys so much. I don't, I don't think you need him to be a starter in the long run. I think you just need him to be a, a solid contributor, and I, I, think, I think he'll give you that. So a, a good pick there. Last couple picks were fifth-round pick Trevor Davis, the receiver from Cal, and the sixth-round pick Cal Murphy, the offensive tackle from Stanford. Not a whole lot of contributions there. Offensively, Davis caught three passes. Uh, excuse me. Easy for me to say. Three catches for 24 yards on the Atlanta game in the regular season, including a nine-yard touchdown. Really showed some instincts on that play, on, a, on what they call a, uh, an extended play. Um, a, second, excuse me, a second action play, is what they call it. And right when you think he's got a chance to, to really make a move, and plus he offered some impact on punt returns, too. Right when hit the 55-yarder in the Atlanta game, finished with a, a 12.8-yard average on nine returns. Right when you think he's ready to make an impact, he muffs a punt, and that was that. But again, you know, he's got some speed. He's got good hands. He showed you a lot of things that you like in the preseason where I think you got a chance to really get a, a player. I mean, not a, not a starting caliber player, but a, a pretty fair role player as far as, you know, maybe a fourth receiver kind of guy. Avery Turner, good play, smart guy, good hands again. I think in the long run, you, you probably, probably like that pick. And then last but not least, well, actually last but least in this case, would be offensive tackle Kyle Murphy. Inactive all year, didn't play. I have no idea. Again, this is a, he's, you know, I don't know if he can play guard. He's a bit of a bigger guy than Spriggs. Absolutely no idea. And we didn't get to talk to the assistant coaches at the end of the year to get any sort of inkling from offensive line coach James Camp and how he was developing. So I've got absolutely no idea what to tell you on Murphy, and I'm not going to BS you, so I will not. All right, finally. This is, these are the numbers I've been talking about again. This is this is not a, the best way of all time to judge your rookie class because guys are going to get better or they're going to get worse. But here, here at the start, here are the numbers from the Mike McCarthy area on rookie starts. This year 17. Last year 21. And that was Demarius Randall with 9, Jake Ryan 5, Quinton Rollins 4. Ty Montgomery, three. In 2014, you had 42. And those are all, that was by that terrific rookie class of, of Devontae Adams, or excuse me, ha, Clinton Dix, Devontae Adams, Richard Rodgers, Corey Lindsley. So 42 starts from there. They had 40 in 2013. And again, another really good class there. We got 16 from Bakhtiari, 15 from Eddie Lacy, and then a smattering from Nate Palmer, Micah Hyde, Andy Mulumba, and Chris Banjo. 2012, 22 starts. Led by Casey Hayward with seven. Nick Perry, five. Um, Don Barkley had four. You'll never guess who had six, by the way. Got you to think about who had the second most starts from that class. No idea, I didn't either. Desmond Moses had six. So in order, was uh, Hayward 7, Moses 6, Perry 5, Gerald Worthy 4. Man, that guy was a bust. And Don Barkley with 4. The 2011 draft class, 16 starts. You'll never, ever, 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 ever guess who had even one of those starts, much less 16, who had even one. I'll give you a second to think about this. This might be a good time to remind you that if you would, uh, like to speak directly to Packers fans, you really should consider sponsoring this podcast. If you want the demographic information, all that kind of good stuff, you can email me at packwriter2002 at yahoo.com for more information. All right, any ideas here? All right, you didn't. I, I was right. You had no idea. Marshall Newhouse with 13 starts. Linebacker DJ Smith with three. Not good. 2010. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. 2010. Went to the Super Bowl with 37 starts from the rookies. Brian Belaga had 12 after uh, Mark Tauscher went down early in the year. You'll never guess who the second most. I'll give you a to think about it. Frank Zombo, 8. Sam Shield, 6. So you had 14 from a couple undrafted rookies. Morgan Burnett had four. You remember he tore his ACL in that fourth game, and that was that. Andrew Corliss, three. C.J. Wilson, two. Then, uh, God, I can't remember the guy's first name. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, yeah, Robert. Robert Francois. We always call it Frenchy. I don't think he's listening to this podcast. So I don't know if he'd be offended by that. You know, Francois, Frenchy. It, it worked for us. We, we didn't call him that to his face. But among the B guys, call him Frenchy. he had one. And Tom Crabtree, who is still a social media juggernaut, also had one. A great follow on Twitter, if you don't. I'm sure if you follow me, you probably follow Tom Crabtree. He's fun. So 37 starts from that group. 2009 draft had 24. Of course, that was the Clay Matthews draft. Matthews with three. BJ Raji with one. TJ Lang had three. The other seven? Doo, 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 doo. Brad Jones with seven. So they need an outside linebacker. Remember, that was Dom Capers' first year. You need the outside linebackers. Then, of course, Aaron Campman got hurt that year. So Matthews gave you 13 starts, and Brad Jones gave you a seven at outside linebacker. 2008 draft had seven. Okay, so this is, again, this, this is why it's too early to get too excited one way or the other about your rookie class. Because here... Here are the, here are the starts here, Josh sitting with two, that pick worked out pretty well. Jordy Nelson with two, that pick worked out really well for you. JerMichael Finley with one, that that pick worked out, and uh, Jeremy Thompson with one. And for some reason, I only jotted down six of the starts. Somebody else started one, I have no idea who it was. I can look it up for tomorrow. show. that's what happens when you are. Uh, uh, are hurrying through your notes because you can't find your tape recorder. You want to get this podcast posted. So anyways, a Ted Thompson low, seven starts from that draft class, but you get two from Nelson, two from Sitton, one from Finland. So that's a pretty good draft. 2007 had 32. The most from that draft, not, Tr- not Justin Harrell, the first-round pick, God no. Linebacker Corey Hall had 10. Wide receiver James Jones with nine. Running back Deshaun Wynn with four. God, it's fun going through these names, isn't it? You think, who the hell? Gosh, I forgot all about that guy. Uh, Running back Brandon Jackson with three. I always thought he was an underrated player, Jackson was. Safety Aaron Rouse with two. The aforementioned Justin Harrell with two. And Jermon Williams, undrafted free agent with one. That worked out pretty well, didn't it? In the 2006 draft, merely 72 starts. Ted Thompson drafted those guys, and he played those suckers from the get-go. Look, it's no one of the team stunk right that year. At least from the get, from, from the start of the season. AJ Hawk, 16 starts, and then they got all the. Then they got a combined uh, 38 starts from offensive linemen Darren College with 15, Jason Spitz with 13, and Tony Mall with 10. And some fellow by the name of Greg Jennings, with eleven. Then uh, Brandon Myrie with three, Ravel Martin with three, and uh, you know what? Somebody else. Somebody else had one start. I can't read my writing. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so that's a lot of starts there. So here we go. And the last thing I have for you, for numbers wise, you probably want this: the NFL's final four. And there starts from the rookie class. Falcons of 51. Remember, they've got four defensive starters with uh, safety Keanu Neal, Keanu Neal, linebackers Deion Jones and Devondre Campbell, and undrafted rookie slack corner... Uh, I think it's Brian. I forgot. It's, it's Poole. You know, the guy who whacked the riders a couple times in those corners. So Atlanta got 51. Pittsburgh got 46. Among eight players, including two starters, uh, Javon Hargrave and Artie Burns. Uh, defensive tackle Javon Hargrave started of 13 games. New England with 35 starts, including uh, old lineman Joe Throoney had 16. So Atlanta got four starters. Pittsburgh essentially got two. New England got one. And they have, I, I think receiver uh, Malcolm Mitchell has become a starter. So... Well, they got least, okay, well, yeah, I mean, Burns is a part-time surfer. So Pittsburgh basically got one and a half starters. And New England got one and a half. Atlanta got four. Green Bay got none. So again, this it's apples to oranges. You know, Atlanta wasn't very good, and they needed those guys to play, and they did play, and they, and they certainly hit home runs at those guys. But again, here's the total: Atlanta 15, fifteen, excuse me, Atlanta fifty-one, Pittsburgh forty-six, New England thirty-five, Green Bay just seventeen. All right. And that will do it for this episode of Locked On Packers. Thank you as always for listening. I truly appreciate it. Enjoy your Monday and I will talk to you tomorrow. What are you doing? Ran out of space on my phone so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye singing dog. Bye goal. I pronounce you. Bye wedding ceremony. You.